What's up, everyone? Um, this my name is Axel, and joining me today is Kim. Yep. And not joining us today is Jer because he's kind of running a bit late. But yeah, some technical nevertheless, issues. Nevertheless, I think. Welcome, welcome to Otaku Happy Hour. All right. So, I guess what they call this. Um, it's time to talk about one of the most famous genre that has been quite. Uh, pervasive in in the anime industry and uh, did you care to have a guess at what what this is axel um well it's unfair because i know that i'm gonna <laughs> pretend not to say um harem genre well um no? close but not enough oh i guess there's an element of yes. that in a lot of in the genre that we're actually talking about of right of course so um yeah Without further ado, it's a uh, isekai yes. genre. I mean, I what a surprise! I'd like I'd like to have Jared to basically define what a, an isekai genre yeah. is or an isekai is, but our otakunari is out and of commission. But uh, just to give you a, a bit of a, a background on what isekai is, and I think, I mean, who am I kidding? A lot of people. Or people that are especially anime viewers, yeah. I think most people would know what that genre is now, mm. or what it actually means. Absolutely, yeah. and one of the most famous. Uh, I mean, it's arguable that it's called an isekai, but it it is Sao or Sword Art Sword Art Online or. Why would you say that it's questionable that it is an isekai? Because genre, it's though? it's it's a virtual reality kind of thing. I mean. The difference between an actual isekai or at least the one that I'm used to is that they don't have any means to go back to their previous lives. I guess it just became more unlike an isekai genre yeah. as as the seasons go by because the first one they were trapped in that. They world. they were and yeah. People died or die in that world. Like if you die there, you die in real life mm, essentially. Mm. And that threat I think disappeared in the later seasons because. <laughs> It's After just that, episode it's just, 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, after we've we've established that Kirito is an overpowered protagonist in an isekai world, Man. then yeah, all that threat disappeared generally. But um, yeah, I think the later seasons, like season 2 or 3 um, for the Alicization arcs, mm. I think the threat of um, dying in real life or has demise. become less and less. I think that's yeah. true. And so it, yeah, it, it's just us technically follow uh, following a guy playing a game. Yeah, uh, essentially. Uh, right? And uh, uh, really, it's a let's play. We're we're watching a, an anime let's play. <laughs> and a really, 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 really badass uh, move set as well uh, that carries over yeah. to different sort of games. Oddly With enough, his, um, harem of you know. That's another one of them because <laughs> it's. I mean it. Sao is so popular in in so much uh, different genre that it really encapsulates or gives the isekai uh, what they call this uh, subculture of anime its own image or an imitable kind of uh, what they call this um, basically a subgenre. That's what I'm trying to say. But uh-huh. I think I mean it is fairly common. But I think it's it's good to discover what what is the history of isekai. And I was doing some research over the internet, and I found a you know what they call this. I found a 
a website discussing a couple of things and apparently or initially the isekai genre genre was actually made for girls litter little girls to be specific what what did they say about it like how did they come to that conclusion, conclusion? essentially it's it's what they call this it's a si- similar sort of interpretation or similar sort of uh, arrangement as the western um, stories such as alice in wonderland wizard of oz or narnia something that tackles the the alternate universe or i mean not to sound as if it's a marvel kind of thing but uh, an an alternate world where this kid or this girl goes into and ex- uh, what they call this experiences different uh dream-like states such as in alice in wonderland you, you have weird but, but she got to go back that is so true and which is why the first example That's... yeah you were gonna say something yeah i mean because your example with um with sword art online earlier we established that it's somewhat questionable because uh it's just it's a game and they get to go back and forth essentially it's not really them being transported yeah per se at least not in the later seasons that's true so that's kind of the same in, as in Alice in Wonderland yeah I mean I, I can't say about the folktale version of that which is apparently a more gruesome way because yeah. even Alice in the Wonderland is based off something else yes. entirely like uh, different folklore so, so I'm not entirely sure how that particularly goes so albeit the I, can say. I, I do I do agree with the in the perspective that you gave but in Alice in Wonderland she once she leaves the world at least in that respect she cannot go back into it right off the bat so once she gets in yeah. she stays there for quite some time and then gets out and then um i guess it's just an an, an additional or an annexed version of alice in wonderland or a different interpretation from lewis's uh, famous Alice in Wonderland that gives them this sort of idea that she comes back to the world although it's uh, in the most most fundamental story she doesn't I guess that's why it's been paralleled or compared to uh, yeah. Alice in Wonderland it's a similar kind of thing for Wizard of Oz and the, the the main argument or the main example that the the author in that website and if you're watching from YouTube will definitely give the link there and I don't know if it would be available in the podcast version but we'll do our best to put it there so that you guys know what I'm talking about but one of the example that they gave was Fushigi Yugi and I, I was taken aback when I saw that and Damn, that is so true because Fushigi Yugi, Miyaka, the main character who is uh, a girl, uh, middle middle school, I think, 15? Uh, yeah, that's like middle that. school. She's, she's pretty young. Yeah, so she gets transported into a world of, uh, with different guys. Of hot guys. Hot guys. <laughs> and uh, I think she ended up sleeping with one of them, I think. I can't remember. But... Judging from that, I was oh yeah, that's so true. This this is a compelling argument that it was actually initially made for girls, and from from that perspective, it's actually quite true because most of the isekais from then it 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 is a female character, female protagonist that get transferred to a different world. Another one is Inuyasha, which is. 
Is the main character from Inuyasha a girl? Yeah, so she's. Oh, I thought it's a guy. Well, it's just a wolf. I, like a wolf Inuyasha guy. is. I, I don't even know what it's about. Uh, sorry, because I haven't actually seen Inuyasha. Like I said, way back yeah. in the first few episodes. But essentially, mm. I think it's Kagome. If my mem, if my memory serves me correctly, but Kagome is similar. It's a middle schooler. Oh. <laughs> it's a middle schooler who is also good at archery, and because she lives in a temple, she gets transferred to this world or whatever deity kind of world that this is, and. Uh, he or she, I mean, she met with Inuyasha, which is basically a uh, a cat guy before it's even. Oh, cool. so he's the main guy that I keep on seeing. Yeah, but essentially uh. the story revolves with uh, Kagome. So if what they call this, there are episodes where Inuyasha is really not in there, and it's just exploring how Kagome, who returns to her world. Uh, is you know kind of being nostalgic about uh, you know remembering Inuyasha and his uh, endeavors or ordeals and be- but um let me ask you though yeah on these examples that you just gave the main protagonist I mean the female protagonist that gets transported like what are they like before they get transported. Well, for Miyaka, as a character, yeah, Miyaka is basically—I you know, hate to say this—but she's quite nihilistic back then. So she, she, uh, it's different from the current. Uh, it's really different from the current uh, motivations of the the contemporary isekai. But essentially, Miyaka was bored with the world, and. I mean, she does have a couple of friends, but uh, with this fortuitous event, or I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say it's fortuitous in some respect, but uh, mm. in a happenstance event, she gets transferred to a different world because of, I, I don't know what it was. I can't remember what becomes the catalyst that transfer. It has her. been a while. Yeah. But isn't it a book? In like a library or something <laughs> like that? I don't know, but that kind of sounds like the shield hero kind of thing. Was it also a book? Yeah, oh, Shield Hero. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I don't know, but for Inuyasha, it's because of uh, what they call this an item or an artifact uh, within the temples that but she's living in. How is the main girl in Inuyasha? What What is she like so before she got transported? She's quite studious and she's exp- uh, quite an adventurous girl, considering that she's also a. I think she's also practicing to be a priest, and she lives there because his, her parents were uh, previously. Is she longing for something? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's because she's serving Inuyasha's, or at least in that regard, that she has an idea who these gods or deities were. So mm-hmm. even though it's not directly linked to Inuyasha per se or Sashumaru. Uh, the because what happens there is that uh, Kagome or where she is it's a several decades or centuries before or after rather the the existence of Inuyasha and essentially she's just time traveling not hmm. the concept of uh, what do you call this not the concept not the traditional concept of isekai but essentially what she is uh, basically doing is she's worshiping or servicing the the remnants or the memories. Servicing or sounds so wrong. I know that's why I was a bit. Mm. 
<laughs> I I had a total different flash um image flash in my head when you said <laughs> I I don't think you're gonna service. be alone. <laughs> Not not right now. Not that I mentioned after I mentioned yeah. it. Damn. Yeah. Um. So how did Inuyasha technically end? I don't know. I can't remember. In all uh, honesty, I can't remember. Do you remember how Fushigi ended? I think in Fushigi Yugi, I don't know if it's one of those kind of Atome game kind of endings where oh, there are like multiple a route ones. Ending. I don't know if it's something like that, but I do know that Miyaka ended up with uh, Tamahome, uh, which is. One of the, the good-looking dudes in there. The main guy, yeah. essentially, It's the main guy. Although I'm pretty sure all of them died. Did they? Um, except for one or two. See, I can't even um, remember. Don't don't quote me on this because my memory is kind of funny that way, and it has been a while. Yeah. So don't take it as fact, but I, uh, I'm pretty take sure it with there a grain was of like. Salt. <laughs> yes, but I'm pretty sure that. It's probably if it is an Otome game, that it might be one of the endings mm, mm. where she got back to since well a lot of them died, and she was able to return. Um, like all of the guys or the people that she met in and that protected her in that life, mm. uh, reincarnated somehow in that in her um, present life. I think, but they don't correct. know each other. Like it just shows them for us, like for us to know that oh they're alive and they're they might still meet or something like that. I think you're correct. It's something like that. Like that's how I somewhat remember it, but I don't really remember Miyaka's state of being like it, did she grow, did she actually grow or I don't as a know. person? Or, I I can't remember. Yeah. Or it's... did time pass or something like that? That that's that's a very interesting point that you mentioned because I I, I don't remember how it ended, but I, I yeah, did know I the nooks and crannies too. of how the mechanism works. But I I didn't know that, and now that you mentioned it, I I believe that you're quite right. And I think there there were instances in my memory that suggest that, uh, although she got back to the real world. And she saw maybe a resemblance of Tamahome and those different. Uh, yeah, maybe that's how they got back together, yeah. or um, like what you said, where they became a couple or mm, something like mm. that. Maybe that's how it went. It might be the Miyaka that's in the present world, not the one before. Yeah. No, um, before she got back, yeah. that version of them or something. This is definitely could be. Yeah, this is definitely one of those uh, anime that we've got the gist of it, but. Uh, the, the, the the details the just details escapes are, us, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty. It was a long time ago. It is. I mean, I'm not even sure if a lot of people um, know about it. If I'm being honest, I I I, I forgot to check how, what is the status of this uh, Fushigi Yugi in my <laughs> what what mouth. the popularity yeah. is. <laughs> Oddly enough, I know Inuyasha is quite famous because I keep on seeing that guy. Mm. But and, there was that time yeah. before. Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. Um, I thought that that guy from Inuyasha is the same guy in Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm just confused. Like, I mean, why? Where have I seen this? Why is it? Like, I've been watching Yu Yu Hakusho, but I've never seen this part of him. Like, I, I th- where is this? I do understand where you're coming from, considering <laughs> that they're quite similar. I forgot his name in Japanese. What's his name? Um, the guy from Yu Yu Hakusho. I, I don't know. Because I, I know him as Dennis. Because yeah, that's what his name Filipino is. Uh, in a adaptation. Filipino dub. Yeah. 
Uh, I do. But that guy with the flowers. Uh, I, I know Kuwabara and Hiye, but I can't remember what uh, his name yeah, is. But but that guy. Yeah, that you, guy. you know um, the fox guy. The fox, the fox guy, yeah. Yeah, I really thought it was the same person. <laughs> Funnily enough, it, it, it he kind of looks like uh, Sashumaru uh, more than um, Inuyasha because Sashumaru is a bit composed and uh, more Probably. noble kind of like. Whereas Inuyasha is a bit rowdy and. Uh, yeah, that's but that's the thing. I've never seen this the show. I only see him in in like pictures mm. and like. You know all that stuff, like instills. Mm. So I don't really have any grasp on his attitude, yeah, or something like that. So, yeah, I really thought it was the same guy. I guess it it, it does make sense. And when, now, th- and you mentioned it when you mentioned it, I was oh yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. That makes sense. Yeah, I got confused as a kid yeah. back then. Um, would you call like since you mentioned earlier Wizard of Oz? Mm. Um, is the kid there having a problem as well or something like that? For because we we both know that Isekai's main thing is like es- escapism, mm, right? Yeah, that's one of so, the motivations of it. Yeah, and you would wanna you would need to have um like I guess bad experiences or just something that you want to escape from mm-hmm. in the first place for it to follow through. So um, what was the do you remember the Wizard of Oz? Uh, thing. I haven't actually read uh, The Wizard of Oz. I did watch it when I was a kid. However, I don't think that there was. Is an... it the one with the ten can? Yes. <laughs> I don't know either. It's it's the one with the ten can and uh, with the oh. lion. Isn't it? Oh, is it the same as that lion, witch, and um and the wardrobe yes. thing? Yes. Uh, okay. So. Because Narnia also has a wardrobe. It's it, Narnia is interestingly similar to Wizard of Oz. However, Narnia is a different because what happens with Narnia is it's a different take of the idea where ah, where okay. Wizard of Oz is essentially is that the original? Basically, I I mean a lot of people who are massive fans of Narnia would cancel. We're sorry me for if this. we're butchering all of this. <laughs> They okay. would cancel I'm me for sorry. this. But yeah, it's similar to kind of uh, Narnia in the in that respect. O- albeit, you are indeed correct in terms of uh, saying that there might be a motivation from the isekai genre, genre which maybe is one of the uh, delineating factor from the Western implementation versus the uh, the Eastern or the Japanese interpretation mm. of alternate worlds or. Um, what we call isekai in a Japanese perspective. Because now that I think of it, I think um, Harry Potter might be that's actually considered as um, it's an isekai. one of the one of the main arguments that this author had suggested oh, really? was also Harry Potter, and it's an interesting take because it's magical and it's uh, what they call this. It's it's basically a different world that you can get into uh, by nine mm. and three fourths. Is it or nine and one one fourth a quarter? I can't remember the. I have no idea. The exact uh, station. Forts, I think. Station yeah. for you to bump into. Or but he can always go back. He does after he does. every semester and all that. He does, but yeah, I, I, that's also. I mean, interestingly, so it is. Uh, mm. It can still be classified as a, a different world, and it 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 alludes to why we're. What is the advantages of, uh, or I mean, why is it so abundant? Well, a couple of uh, sources that I've been reading uh, 
that I will link in the description or whatever it is, is it's convenient in terms of writing. One is that after a while, it's already a trope. A lot of a lot of people, uh, what they call this, uh, are familiar with the idea of being transported to a different world or something that is being given uh, additional abilities or something like that. And essentially, if it's a different world, the viewer and the protagonist will have to explore the world simultaneously, which gives it an easier method of exposition. So. Uh, one of the best example there is, I mean, SAO doesn't have that kind of a uh, problem because it's it's a virtual reality kind of game. But for example, uh, Mushoku Tensei. So he, you, he was reborn as a kid or a baby to be specific. And uh, you gradually, you grow with this character. I can't even remember what the name of the character is, but... Uh, essentially you grow with this character as you understand more of the world that they were living in so it, it is arguably is he an op uh, character i wouldn't say he's an op character per se because at the current status uh, of the manga itself he still can't defeat one well again it's a god so i, I wouldn't say that he's stronger than most so for his age, he's definitely uh, he's a gifted he's a gifted person, but um, not yeah, surpassing the powers. Not yet, anyways. Not surpassing the common boundaries, I suppose. Which okay. is why Mushoku Tensei is quite well received in that respect, because no, not only yeah. is it uh, quite balanced in terms of power, it's easy to understand. Mm. And I think it's like it's probably one of the more purest form of isekai mm. because it doesn't have the subgenre of because a lot of isekais now there's like many genres inside which is like a harem genre uh power fantasy genre <laughs> yeah. in inside the isekai genre oh yes so it's not just them randomly being transported and that's it like you know that's the story they explore the world um that they got transported mm. in and the systems or whatever you know but yeah i, I do agree in all honesty and i mean it is so easy to understand because again it's it's something that has been currently and been templated uh, by a lot of artists <laughs> still going on i know i know and i think that's one of its uh, more um apparent weakness is that it's so common that um it's it's that trope yeah. where nowadays if you say an isekai it's really hard to, to take it seriously nowadays yes uh, i th- you have yeah i'm um, go on I, I do agree with you and it's also one of the main arguments of one of the dissertation that is relating to anime ha huh, surprise surprise there's actually people who are researching anime and i was taken aback by that but uh, essentially what the dis- if i'm smart enough i would do this <laughs> Come on, uh, but this person is suggesting that uh, we kind of need a rehash or a refresh button in terms of uh, the literature, at least a different genre or a different sort of take, because we've been kind of mon- kind of monotonous in terms of exploring different. You mean for isekai yeah. or overall the genres? Yeah, I I think because that's what that's what's been happening. People have been just it, what it feels like. You know that meme where 
there's like a corporate meeting <laughs> and then there's there's guys like you know what I'm yeah, talking about yeah I know what you're talking about yeah like we need a new isekai topic how, how about they, more girls they yeah they keep on suggesting and then the guys probably what about like some like a different plot or something yeah, <laughs> you know and just he gets thrown out of the building yeah <laughs> Because nowadays it feels like that, mm. like they just throw one thing after another, like, um, like that milf isekai thing, yeah, and like, and he, even he, the two, know. the two, the double wielding uh, mother in there as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and some of them aren't even original. Like, if you see even the main protagonist, it almost always looks like Kirito. They do. So they do. Oddly <laughs> enough. Yeah. The same haircut, the same um, mannerisms. It's always the same guy, I guess. And and yeah, and yeah. as well as the the power fantasy kind of thing, they they have a similar esque, uh, <laughs> let's say template. You got uh, uh, what they call this? What do, what does the the community call Akirito? But uh, he's called as a, a Jesus of some sort. Can't remember. Oh, there's that meme yeah. where he's got this Jesus race I, behind I him. Know. His... I can't remember <laughs> I what he's what... called. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. We, f- we fail at um at being a uh, weeb. My god. Yeah, I know. I mean, people. It's <clears throat> yeah. It's because Jer's not here. He's supposed to know all this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. And speaking of though, because Sao would be one of the main um uh. Well, generally accepted to be one of the starts mm. of um, isekai genre, right? Mm. So, and how we just said that it's an escapism thing. But that one took it differently because there's nothing really wrong with Kirito. In a, it's in, not... Um, in, a, in, in some respect, yes, you're correct. Yeah, and instead of escapism, like, as a premise, he actually got trapped. Mm. So that... And he's... Well, he's trying to escape the word that he got um, quote-unquote transported in not not the word that he um lived like he lives in like the actual real world mm. to escape to the virtual reality world which is i guess a flip in itself already of the isekai genre i i kind of disagree with that as well considering that there are some mechanics in the game or at, I, I would say game but there are some mechanics in the, uh, the Aincrad yeah. uh, game world where mm-hmm. uh, it taps into the same kind of perception of taste sensation the food having no taste <laughs> yeah so I, I remember the, the asana oh yeah <laughs> oh I can't even imagine that though. and and to think that they I mean it it's it's similar to having a wet dream in all honesty because you're basically not you're not consummating the same act uh, physically but your brain cells is or your your neurons are firing the same kind of mechanism imagine you're having that essentially and your cousin is watching you because he's in love with you. <laughs> Sugu. Is it Suguha? Suguha, I think, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my See, gosh. that's when it starts, when it all starts to kind of, the- eh, no. This is just wrong, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that part, but um, regard, I mean, I guess it's one of the first um. 
isekai shows that we've seen so we kind of didn't really have a stable baseline mm. to what it what uh, it an meant isekai is yeah. to begin to begin with we just know that uh, get transported to another world <laughs> and you have to be an op protagonist and you have to have a harem yes that's like the baseline the base so every that... time yeah so every time there's a new one that comes out and it doesn't meet those requirements like oh what? shit this is good Nani? like we have like i'm anticipating this so much like, yeah. we have to watch it you know that's i don't know if that's a good thing or not but we do have some shows that are good because of that that is true that is true do, do you have one in mind an example um well there's a lot but i'm not going to start with the most obvious ones Um, the one have you seen uh, the Grimgar one? Yeah, it, it's quite dramatic though. The Grimgar I, I fantasy like something. I like that one. Yeah, and like, where like everyone, ev- not everyone, but a lot of them died pretty much, and they're like all pretty useless. And in they're not that strong. I think that they're not OP characters. I think this is where it diverges from, or basically it separates itself from its roots of it being specific to, uh, or it, I mean, it being a realistic or a fanatical kind of idea that is, you know, similar to Alice in Wonderland or Wizard of Oz. And I think in in what do you call this in this anime, they 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 it's so re- it's it's quite touched by reality because even though yeah, they have different exactly. abilities they're useless it's mediocre abilities like when you get because of course i can suggest konosuba right yeah and that also has the trope where they're essentially somewhat useless at least for the main character yeah. for the most part like powerless he's not an op guy and that's like a more obvious flip of it mm. and it's it's funny but it's also not really realistic considering you know what happens and there like, there's no darkness yeah. <laughs> no i mean i don't you know <laughs> i wish there was but Death. there wouldn't be a character who's as useless as aqua or something like that and it's fun it's a fun thing to watch i'm not saying it's not and it's a <laughs> did, flip you, did you specifically avoid the discussing megumin <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I could go a while. <laughs> start talking Explosion. about about that waifu, <laughs> but yeah. Um, going back to the um, I forgot the whole the main uh, title the Grim whole version something. of, of fantasy whatever. Yeah. yeah, but that one it's like, you know, if you play an RPG and you get transported, you start at level one right? yeah, yeah. or level five. And that's how you, and you're not OP as a level five character, mm. but but you also have to live like you, um, you experience the harshness of it, right? Mm. Like, oh, I have to actually find food now, but I have to use a bow and an arrow, yeah. Like and guard duties, and you know you have to keep yourself alive on top of being transported in another world. Mm. So I can't really say it's an escapism kind of thing. Per se, I mean, I'm not sure how it went on further after the anime. Not entirely sure. Yeah, I haven't read the light novel either. Yeah, I was hoping there's a season two, maybe that gets announced, but I'm not sure. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it. You're right that it's a bit more realistic in that regard and grounded to reality, I guess. Hmm. So there was one impactful thing where they were, 
this this uh, night guy is so conceited in in his abilities because i mean in in oh, yeah. in their i mean even though it's it's uh they're f- i don't think they were free to to choose a job or something i think they were predisposed with their abilities mm. and what they have to be and you got a, a thief an archer and a mage and there was yeah and this guy who uses magic and swords basically a magic knight which is a badass kind of job in any rpgs out there that you guys have because it's you know physical and magical damage of course yeah and he was so conceited to a point that uh, th- when they were just level one they were trying to defeat this goblin and mm. he was alone and they had they it's a 4b1 you would think that the, the goblin they would get- be ambushed yeah they would be obliterated but no i mean the goblin handled himself quite well and he basically put up a really good fight where he it almost killed two of them outmaneuver them yeah i mean this is not goblin slayer so no one got (laughs) raped and all that stuff but (laughs) it it could have gone other way it could have gone other way indeed (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Goblin, is Goblin Slayer anything like that? No, I don't think so. I, you mean an isekai? I think it's just, it's uh, it's just a fantasy. It's a fantasy, thing. yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, yeah. And yeah, that, and that's really great, right? Where, because I think there was one where, like, one of them got is like sick or getting sick. Mm. Uh, I think it's and the priest actually, guy. Yeah, something like yeah. that, and it, the episode pretty much revolved around like how to keep that guy alive or like save him and get him some medicine and all that stuff spoiler alert he dies (laughs) (laughs) yes well you know the people die from illness just like that which is already something that you won't really see in a lot of isekai nowadays I guess because you know who wants to see some guy dying of Yeah. An and I think it's one of the the contributors in how it is quite easy for the Westerner audience or Western audiences to understand complex topics, specifically for uh, adolescent there or just uh, within those that haven't discussed the the concept of aging and dying in in different contexts. Because if you ex- if you explain that to a ten year old, they they would say no, that's that's not true. Or I mean, they're still naive to a point that they not unless yeah. not unless it's it's an individual differences. Not unless they had the previous experience and it's not a rule. Yeah, it's, you know, but yeah. It, it makes it so light in terms of consumer be to consume that topic because oh, that person died and he he's no longer there, so basically that's death right and uh, i mean mm. sooner or later they would confront the same kind of reality and uh, at the very least they they can they can understand that oh they're not coming back anymore so i suppose that's make that makes it a bit easier for them to understand and it supports the argument of the author that i was pertaining to mm. and um speaking of that although i think that there are a lot of isekais nowadays and they don't tackle what happens when things get left behind yeah like cause yeah cause you know how of course you get transported and all that stuff and then what happens to the people that just you know got left behind in the previous world and it's what was that which one what was that anime with the with the guy who's got like a phone 
And he can still uh-huh. call his childhood friend. You mean his sister? Was that his sister? I believe it was his sister. What was that? Uh-huh, <laughs> it was one of the God. most stupidest. Uh, I think um, it's uh, uh, guy. in another world with my smartphone. Yeah, and yeah. it's that that one is just ridiculous. I mean, sh- are you sure that's his sister? I thought that was like his childhood friend. Is it that childhood likes friend? Him. I don't know. I can't remember. But it, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. See, they all kind of mesh together. But that was one of the most shittiest anime uh-huh. I've ever seen. <laughs> no, and that's all. That's also one of the uh, what they call this. That's one of the. Uh, it also is a harem. Yeah, and I like the. I actually. Think that the premise could have, I mean, it's it's okay, and they could have done so much with it because you know how many shows, like I said, or isekais, have touched on like they can still contact the people from their world mm. or something mm. like that. They could have at least done something there, but no, it's just a way for him to maintain his main girl, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, just because three is <laughs> not enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the light novels or manga, but I'm. Pretty sure it's not gonna stop in three or four. At three, at four. And uh, this it's probably gonna uh, that, keep on growing. That idea kind of alludes to the second sort of motivation of uh, what they call this isekai, <laughs> which is fulfillment <laughs> of desire. Right. And one of them is basically harem. We can name a few of those, and essentially you gave one. Another one is. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that it's. Uh, yeah, Riforeta is basically that. <laughs> You think uh, the I, bunny girl and the vampire girl? I think girl. a lot of, but uh, you know, I don't get. I don't actually get it because in all of these shows mm. and um, in all of these isekais, it has that. It has the harem stuff, um, like them liking, like a lot of girls liking this guy, mm. but nothing really happens. Yeah. So it's not like there's an actual fulfillment of fantasy. It feels like a shy guy just wanting to be like noticed by a girl. But but isn't that fulfillment of fantasy like, in in some respect? In some respect, yes. But is it actually fulfilled in a way? Because I, I mean, he, he yeah yeah go for it. It's like Finish your it's point. like having blue balls, I guess. I suppose you're if you take it that way. Yes, that's true because one of it is. I mean, it's. Because it's just etchy, right? So they can't yeah. ex- explore that further. However, yeah. there's a plate number uh, reference called uh, Isikai Monogatari. <laughs> That's a fairly new um, thing. Anime? Been, uh, although they're uh, quote-unquote anime. And I think episode 2 dropped like they a few They did weeks just ago. drop a few yeah. days ago. Or I'm actually waiting for episode 3 because that's when they introduce the next girl. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> 4 is not four enough. Is I not say enough. 4 because there's also the innkeeper. Oh, that's true. Oh, I was about to correct there you there. There was 3, but <laughs> that one-off innkeeper that yeah. Yeah, but, but I guess that's uh, that's what happens after. I mean, yeah. that should be incorporated. I I, I do a The premise is pretty over the top, but if you're someone like that and someone says like, oh, um, you're a god, like you're this OP character and it's a harem genre, that's usually how it's gonna go. Mm. You have to admit, like, I'm, I'm actually thinking that it's more realistic than a lot of harem, edgy, power fantasy isekais. Yeah. That's what you would do as a main protagonist if you get transported and you get like 
you know, treated like that. Of course, that's what you will do. Why? Why won't you? Uh, well, it's it's an interesting point of view that you just open up there. I mean, one of the heroes, so to speak, in uh, one of the novel Japanese novels that I read, uh, which is J.K. Haru, is, JK, uh, right. is transferred as a sex worker in a different world. That's actually pretty good, and it's an isekai as well. Mm. I would highly recommend reading it, but. Uh, essentially, there's this uh, hero that is uh, quite, um, I, I would say, conceited as well, considering that he is he has this uh, cheats ability, and it's a bit realistic in in a sense because what he did was he mani- manipulated people uh, into following his ideas, and simply because he has extensive extensive knowledge of politics. And mm-hmm. he has um, extra abilities that he have uh, given by the gods. He was able to coax them to disband yeah. or just remove this particular uh, village. And essentially, I mean, it bit him after a while because he died because of that. But essentially what he did was he, he wreaked havoc in terms of uh, outsting outs or what they call this removing nobles from their houses and making it a uh, what they call this sexual fantasy of his uh, a vessel of lo- of his lust <laughs> in terms of making that house his own and no other guys can enter it only girls and we all know what happens in there and yeah. it's a realistic take i mean if you have these kind of abilities and if you're uh, if if you if he died because he... everyone thinks you're a god essentially yeah. right like why why wouldn't you and it's the thing you, you're escaping so what that I think more isekais need that they need to utilize the part of escapism mm. and fulfillment which is the main stuff or what we think is the main stuff or um ingredient for um isekais. So why don't they use that more? Why why do you need to put like a freaking smartphone? And I think that's how RE0 actually works. Because mm. why it actually works? Because it's it doesn't give you that immediate gratification of being a, a central of attention. Yeah, sure you have REM, uh, but Subaru doesn't return. To, it's 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 platonic on, on one side of the spectrum, so he really doesn't give a damn. It still has the unrealistic um, parts of it, mm. but it's a fulfillment that um, that we can kind of believe in mm. that guys would have. That because <laughs> you know how um, I guess. I'm not sure about you, but I would think that there are guys who just want to have like a main girl that they love, but is also able to talk to someone about it, like who's who also understands him more, yeah. like in that regard, like a confidant, but not really like a person who's you know like like a going too far in a relationship mm. that way. And for because it's a bit hard nowadays to find like. Like your main girl or something. Your, your, I say main girl, but I mean like the, like the, the, no, I mean like if you like someone, right? Mm. And then you have a another like you have a bunch of friends who are female. Like the, the main one that you like will kind of not take you seriously because oh you're you're a playboy, you know, mm. like you have a lot of girlfriends or something like that. And in that regard, in Res Zero, like if you notice, and this is what I like about it, 
like all of his relationship with women are really like different because yeah he likes um he likes Emilia, Emilia and yeah. all that stuff and Rem is like his emotional backbone <laughs> support <laughs> the, 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 the emotional like, pillow <laughs> yeah like he can show his weakness to Rem versus how he keeps on trying to hide his weakness to Emilia Emilia like I'm not sure if you've seen you've seen it right yeah yeah he told Emilia to like um can you turn around and all that stuff like because he's gonna cry yeah. he still tries to project that that image so that there's like a difference in his treatment of women as opposed to like um even with echidna yeah his his um relationship with echidna is something born from like it's contractual his soul it's so shat- contractual. yeah but it's contractual but also not quite because um his relationship with echidna is Well, first there was like a lot of distrust, right? Because she's a witch mm. and all this stuff. But then again, when he realized that he can open up um, his powers, his re- uh, return by death power <laughs> to Echidna, that's like um, to him before all the transactional stuff with with the contracts and all this stuff. At that point, that relationship is like also different because it's just him being able to talk to her about that and. She's more of the listening type. She doesn't really empower Subaru like Rem does. Mm. You know how Rem will say like, "Oh, because you never give up." Like yeah. he, and, she and pushes. She, do- um, she doesn't know the whole story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without knowing the whole story, right? Yeah. So she pushes him to do something, which is why he figured out that last is last, not really <clears throat> Rem, because you know. And um, with the kidna, it's more of like. The psychiatrist, psychiatrist, <laughs> the, the, the psychologist. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> like she might as well have charged him per hour or something because or, she was just or, listening. Or replace the replace the the tea uh, area with a couch <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and a, a book and a book. Yeah, so so that's what I mean. Like he has this different um relationship with them, even with Beatrice. Beatrice There's is quite just... a complicated relationship, don't you think? Because Beatrice is confined within. I mean, she gets out of this. How uh, I don't even know what you we, uh, call it—a chamber of books or something that is. Um, guess a library. A library or something like that. That that is <laughs> yeah. pervasive. I mean, it 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 still exists, no matter mm. how many times Subaru uh, returns after death, and basically. Mm. It's a bit more difficult for her, for Subaru to talk to Beatrice because she has an idea on what's happening, but he can't confide that because obviously yeah. uh, he can't. Yeah, and that's that's like the freaking what amazes me, and this is why I Rezero is probably like my favorite isekai overall mm. because every relationship is complex, even with um Krush in season one and I guess part of season yeah. two. Where all of that got reset, but she's because she forgot her um that relationship, yeah. like that one. It's <clears throat> before the whole thing got um memory wiped. His relationship with her is also kind of like transactional, right? And like diplomatic. De- definitely. Yeah, it's <laughs> al- although he does say that. Oh, if I didn't have Rem, you'd be my number three. 
<laughs> or something. Yeah, like something like that back in season. I remember. God damn it, man. Yeah. Of course they have to do yeah. that, but Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> would you say because I'm a bit interested with your perspective? I'm not so big on RE Zero to be honest, and yeah, mm, a lot of people yeah. would hate me for that. But uh, what they call this? <laughs> so good. that's my opinion. But would you think or would you would you agree with my statement that Subaru is kind of uh, the relationship of Subaru and Emilia is quite superficial and basically putting her in a pedestal? I think that's because. Um, it goes further in the story because mm. there's um, uh, I'm trying to think how not to make this sound really spoiler but let's just say that um, it's a side story of how Amelia is gonna grow into um, um, someone <laughs> I mean basically a a guy. <laughs> um, um, basically no. she she's her uh, His daughter, isn't it? <clears throat> um, that's implied, but no, conf- no confirmation, confirmation, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but um, like an ongoing side story with Amelia is how she will mature enough to deal with that mm. um um relationship with Subaru. That's why when we saw her become like a yandere, yeah, <laughs> before she got like mind broken. Yeah, and it's kind of understandable that that's one possible um things that might happen and i wouldn't call it superficial because um you know superficial is if subaru would have wanted to like accept emilia's love back then but emilia's words when she said um she loves him that didn't hit him like with anything that's what i'm saying that's why i think it was a bit superficial because it's basically like a trophy So since he's got it, he got the trophy. I mean, in the anime, I don't know if they portrayed it properly, but he did smile for a bit. But after that, he was—is this actually what I wanted? I mean, it is still yeah. h- what he wants, but he kind of becomes a bit disillusioned with his ideals. That's why I said in, it's a bit superficial. In that regard, I guess you can say it like that. But how I saw it was that it's. It's only superficial if he actually kind of accepts that part, because um, it means that there's really no depth into it. That all he, if it's superficial, all he cares is for Emilia to say um, she loves him and like return his feelings, but not really, because what he would have wanted is um, like if he just wanted a trophy, then he'd be happy there, right? Um, technically. I actually disagree because if he. What they call this? Uh, we're, we're quite opposing. We have quite opposing views. Yeah, I know. Views I know. That's, that's funny. Which yeah. is funny because I would think that if he, I actually like that. Part, <laughs> this part. If he accepted that particular confession, then they can move on with their relationship, and they could basically become I mean, setting a couple. aside that he's like setting aside that he's all roughed up yeah 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 <laughs> like let's just say that if it's, 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 a, it's a, a he's uh refreshed <laughs> so he, <laughs> yeah if it's just something that or it's if it's fan fiction yeah, yeah. okay that um emilia is a young dare and just said yeah that. yeah And I, I mean, they, they could pursue with their relationship, and yeah, sure, the other one is a bit messed up. <laughs> but it's... but that means that Emilia essentially put um Subaru in a pedestal herself. In some respect, yes. Like that's um you could say that that's how um that's how Subaru has been somewhat treating Emilia. Yeah. Right. But this one, it just got reversed. It 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 did kind of got reversed. 
and yeah. what they call this and th- this is my point of view here and if if they accepted that and they, they can work towards having or ameliorating their relationship from that point on and basically they can tackle different issues from there on and sure it kind of sounds a bit like vanilla but yeah. uh, <laughs> to me it's his basic goal so i mean if if you're working for a goal that you, you've been you know eyeing on say you wanted to win for you wanted to go for olympics and win the gold medal and you won the gold medal obviously you have to be really happy about that because that's the fruit of your labor so mm-hmm. having but he didn't so isn't that why it's not quite superficial that's why i found it enough? a bit because, superficial because his which is weird because that's why i find <laughs> it not superficial <laughs> because what do you call this he it, it to me his intentions were hollow that's why i say it's Uh, that's why I said it's a bit superficial because he he got the answer that he was looking for, but it turns out that he didn't want that answer because it's he wanted it from a different perspective. So he is kind of imposing. But the cost of that answer is not, you know, like not uh, not ideal. Uh, no, it's not worth it because of like, um, is it uh, is it okay to include that in the argument? Yeah, that, go for it, man. Uh, no, no, no. I mean. That regardless of his state being like all chewed up and all that mm. stuff, I mean, like the cost um, it took to get there was not worth it. Meaning that, aside from his injuries, he lost um, Rem. He lost um, who else died in that place? Uh, I guess Ram as yeah. well and, and, and even Puck as well. He, he... Yeah, yeah. I yeah, would he say lo- yes. he lost everyone. So I would say yes. So if if it's if it's like a superficial thing, then. You'd be happy throwing all that away because, like, you know, like, oh, as long as I'm with, as long as I'm with her, kind of thing. Even though she's she's cuckoo inside. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're all cuckoo yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because she she literally has um she literally has the crazy eyes. That's it closed up on that. I don't think those no, are so crazy funny. eyes. Those are murderous eyes. <laughs> I mean. To the point that, like, because uh, f- we we agreed not to include the part where yeah. he's injured, yeah. but I think that the journey that it took him and the cost is just not really enough, like, to um to justify uh Emilia's "I love you," which is why I I didn't think that it's that. Mm. Plus, it seems to be it's a baseless thing for her. Like, um, it's like puppy dog I guess you know how I- I'm sure oh actually I'm not sure but <laughs> you've experienced something like that where all logic goes out the window because you're quote unquote in love mm. kind of mm. thing like you don't care like I- I'll let go of whatever because you know and those relationships I guess um, don't really work as it's not it's not it's not an ideal relationship mm. it's just kind of like going in there for the flow like we'll see how it goes and to me that's somewhat superficial for me at mm. least that's why I think um, Subaru's case is a bit different yeah. like, he wants to say yes he wants to but he just can't because he knows that it's not it's not really Emilia it's it's not you know that's also how he figured out that Rem was different because there's just some there's just a key thing that he knows about a person and if, and if this key thing that he liked about the person 
is gone then this thing might you know it's it's not what made him fall for this person I it's guess. so interesting that the the one that you're justifying is actually the one why the reason why you're justifying your point of view of it being not superficial is actually my justification <laughs> the and reason why it's why superficial it is. <laughs> see this is why this is why I like this conversation right now because this is like opposing beliefs like straight on top opposing yeah, beliefs it's basically it, it, <laughs> what they call this and, and funnily enough it's the same kind of argument it's you say this but I actually say this with the same kind of but point my of reason view. for saying this is the opposite of it, your exactly it's the opposite and I mean yeah <laughs> We really, really can't do anything about that, but to, to agree to disagree. <laughs> I know, and and it's funny that way. When I talk to you, sometimes I know, like we usually have the same yeah, yeah. and all that stuff, and this is like one of those straight oppositions. It's just no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it's super. Like, there's just no leeway. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically There's gonna no wiggle room. We're basically gonna tag this as Subaru's love is is it superficial or not? I know. Right? <laughs> we started off as an isekai topic, and now we're like, what constitutes as a superficial yeah. love? <laughs> in some respect, is... I mean, in some respect, it's still isekai, but yeah, what constitutes yeah. a superficial love? I mean, because in <laughs> in Red Zero alone, we can discuss so many topics in it, like. You know, because they covered so much of what we said, like the escapism part and how what was lacking in that mm. is um, tackling the stuff that he left behind, mm. which it showed in the anime. Um, it showed him making his peace with his uh, parents. Yeah. Although, although not really real, like, so, uh, it didn't really happen. Happened, yeah. but imagine it's Lisa. what would have happened, like what he would have wanted to do internally, like why why we know that it kind of adds another layer to his personality that um, it's one of his regrets which a lot of um, isekai protagonists don't seem to have that's true they, they just leave behind um, their world and they're okay with it so it tackles that as well albeit not quite in detail as it would in the anime as it did in the light novels mm. but it, it touched up on it and then what was our other reason like a flawed main character yeah we know how flawed Subaru is like. <laughs> and he's not even OP <laughs> what he has was a goddamn plastic bag containing a bento or something when he was transferred to this world he also had a uh, it's not a smartphone did, but he did, did have he a die phone. or something um what do you mean when he was transferred how did he die was uh, he hit by truck uh, <laughs> no he just he just stepped out and then he had a flash yeah. and then he blinked and it's like poof and he was right there. right there so he basically didn't die doesn't he or it's implied um he got pulled into yeah. it somehow okay. I yeah. guess your argument so, oh yeah go for it first yeah no I mean it's it's just that like we know that he's a flawed guy based on what he's been going mm. through and we know he's not OP but his power is OP technically but we see the grittiness of how that power activates yeah and it's not a pleasant thing and we s- and it's a thing where um of course if your only power is to die you're not going to cherish your life as much mm. right mm. which is what um the issue of one of the core issues that Satella has been telling um Subaru that to love himself and all that stuff 
and it's something that we also don't really see as much in in main characters especially Absolutely. if we have a main character that dies like that like you would think that because that's what I would do personally I think where if that's my only power I'm just gonna you know I'm not gonna treat it as I'm, I'm probably always gonna carry a gun just so I can shoot myself in in any way it, it's kind of similar to <laughs> what we talked about last two weeks ago or three weeks ago when Jer was suggesting you a oh that guy that um, anime yeah, that the one he, that has a gun or with something with a death yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that and it touched up on it and I also appreciate that fact so there's that's why I think it's kind of like a more complete package of an isekai to me although some of your issues with it that you mentioned are there because it's supposed to be what I can tell you now is that it's somewhat supposed to be there mm. it's there for a reason not not just because like it's a thing that the author forgot to put in mm. well at least not now because it's still not finished so I'm not entirely sure yeah. if if he if he ended it when it's an answer like that then yeah I, I would agree with you now but not yet so and the breadcrumbs being laid out um, says otherwise mm. so I'm not Yeah, I, I think I, I oh, do agree with your with your statement er, earlier. I mean, juxtapositioning <laughs> the the ability that uh, what they call the Subaru has, I think the reason why he is separate from the rest of the protagonist is that he experiences death. Yeah, and the the thing is, uh, when he restarts, it's not as if he just restarts after he's he he, he, he losses or I mean he basically is dead or something like that he has to savor it i mean i know that's a wrong word but then he basically has to experience every minute or second of it so i mean imagine yourself i mean i don't want to be so morbid here but uh, essentially you it's scientifically uh, suggested that if you decapitate one one person's head you have this 15 seconds of a few seconds of consciousness of yes <laughs> and he can feel that And so and oh man you have to read the chapter even if you don't read the um everything yeah. you have to read the chapter where he got eaten by um the rabbits oh fuck uh, the you demon rabbits you have to read that yeah like he was conscious all the time and there, there was like um a scene where he feels the rabbit like tearing up his rectum mm. and all that stuff like he feels every single bite even though it I mean the initial hand thing it didn't register in, in him mm. um cuz I, I I'm not sure if that's how pain works but I guess it does, it right? does you yeah. don't initially notice the pain when it's there, when you see your hand get cut off or something or maybe yeah, it's because it, he's feeling uh, a higher intensity of pain somewhere else and then once he fo- focuses yeah, the attention yeah. over to his hand and he oh shit I don't have yeah. my hand anymore <laughs> Yeah, it took him a while to process, and yeah. that was like one of the main points. That's why, um, when he woke up from that, when he uh, resurrected from that, what his instinct was to um bang his head on the floor, because apparently the pain of that still is there. less. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, uh, the, yeah, the pain is still there in his uh, consciousness. Yeah, like it got imprinted. That's why he just. Ha- Like the pain of banging his head is less than the pain of being chewed on and all this stuff because apparently he was still really conscious mm. 
until the last minute where his brain or whatever has been eaten and i can only imagine but like in the in the book it was so vivid that like it, it's just so vivid mm. if you had to read one of his gruesome deaths it's probably that it's kind of funny though and <laughs> how they did it in the anime <laughs> although i i did i did remember him banging the head but i didn't completely get why he was banging the, his head but yeah mm-hmm. And also, see, uh, if it's not obvious yet that I like the show, because I've been talking quite a lot, mm. but I also like the fact that Red Zero can get away with episodes, well, at least for me, not for you, I guess, where an episode is just like a whole dialogue. I've noticed that because I rewatched the director's cut before this, mm. before watching the um, the season two. And I see, like, I watch comments as well and on YouTube and other people's stuff when they watch it, like, their opinions and things. And it gets away with stuff where, like, the whole episode where Rem was just talking and monologuing about mm. about um her, what she thinks of Subaru. <laughs> and then that asshole moment where Subaru was like, I love Emilia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that. yeah. That's quite, uh, that's, that's uh, a well-known episode. Yeah. yeah, and it's well-known because, well, aside from the obvious reasons, it's it's a very dialogue-heavy episode. Nothing really happened no. in that episode except for that. Like, Graham just said, oh, she wants a life in this place and whatnot. And let's go have a But family somehow, somewhere. Yeah, Run yeah from everything. and someone, it worked because it showed how flawed of a character Subaru is. Like he was actually the one where he's saying um stuff that would that a normal person would actually I didn't find him so flawed in that respect to be honest I was resp- I respected him I respected him from no, saying no, no. no. Ex- not that part not the no part yeah I um the part where he was saying that like all that he's been doing is just like to cover up his weakness because he knows that he's a loser he's never achieved anything in his mm. life he's never um gonna excel and and like he thought that this was his escape he essentially said our reason why isekai is a thing because mm. that's his escape from from everything that he convinced himself that he's a good guy trying to protect um everyone but he really is just a failure and all of his monologue thing is someone like a lot of them were like hit me because that's how I or there was a point of my in my life where I thought the exact same thing mm. and it's like it makes him more human in that regard and I think that's like one of the proper um, ways of um, using isekai as a genre mm. you you pull like a real person into a different world not pulling an OP person in a world where he's just overpowered I guess that's essentially why no. I like uh, Mushoko Tensei as well although it's not in the same still in its early yeah. days though right? I do have a question yeah. for you because you're so you're big in in RE0 and clearly I'm not but uh, <laughs> would you think RE0 would have had the same response or following had he not had the ability to return by death um probably not because that's the main thing that's how his um that's how he knows his 
he knows what to change. I guess that's how he grows, mm. and that's what differentiates um that anime f- for me because the rest, they yeah. yeah because it's a character growth thing. Um, I know that repeated deaths kind of devalue what death is mm. essentially, and that's the part that also surprised me because somehow it doesn't. <laughs> it just keeps. We know what's gonna happen. With, of course, we do, and we know how. how um, we know how. Uh, like we know what happens essentially, because it's just gonna keep on reviving. Yeah. But we see, like I said earlier, we see the grittiness of it, and we see that it's not just something to be taken seriously, because it. We would assume that it does take its toll, mm, mm. and I don't think they said this in the um, anime. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Um, Subaru's test was I mean one of his tests was like something about regret right like the conclusion you get from regret mm-hmm. that's why um, Echidna showed him where the part where he couldn't um, where he just suddenly he wasn't able to say goodbye yeah. and all that stuff and apparently like Subaru's answer was um, well to Echidna her thing is we shouldn't regretting we shouldn't be regretting stuff mm-hmm. like you know general stuff but in Subaru's case he was thinking that regret is a good thing because it puts value on the things that we I'm, I'm paraphrasing here but yeah, go for it. apparently yeah like um, we're supposed to regret and all that stuff because it puts more value in the thing that we regret so it kind of imprints that lesson to us I guess that's what his take on it that they didn't kind of cover in the in the um, anime and I kind of think it just adds more to his um, perspective on it. Because we can always say that um, like a deep topic like that is one thing mm. in an anime that might they might touch up on. Mm. But like in a, in a typical anime, they will just all agree to it. Like they won't even differentiate the same topic. Like this, because, uh, you know, multiple people can have, can agree on the same thing, but have different perspectives. Yeah, similar right? to what we just <laughs> discussed earlier. <laughs> Yeah, so and I kind of wish that they added that, and it's fine if it's not. But yeah, I yeah I think it just adds more complexity to the character Mm. itself, and that's what I enjoy with it. That's why I think it gets away with um with all these things um with episodes full of monologue and dialogue and all that stuff. I, I, I completely agree with you in that regard, considering that it becomes a niche uh, in the in the topic of RE Zero. Because, I mean, the the main problem, or at least uh, the issues that Subaru was facing before he was pulled into this world, he was a neat. And uh, for <laughs> people who don't know what that is, I mean. Probably. I think Jer explained the Hikikomori yeah. before. Hikikomori. I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's just a different naming convention or something mm. that is not, not not yet clinically diagnosed per se. But essentially, he was like that. And he was transferred to this world. And from the very beginning, he didn't know anything. And he, he when he first died, he was utterly confused why he was refreshed. Yeah. 
And so he was still naive. Did he meet Amelia on his first death? I, I believe he did. He, did. Yeah. he was he was trying to help her because there was this three goons, which is uh, see, it's also a trope, but it it you kind of forgive it because he kind of died anyway. Anywhere, what the hell just happened there? Why did the main character <laughs> yeah. died? Something like that. But mm. uh, essentially, what happens, or what I'm trying to allude to here, is that. The death factor here is something that has a psychological meaning where death, uh, according to Carl Jung, is basically the, the understanding that you still have something to, uh, to change or death is basically not uh, what they call the end of the world per se. It's more of a failure. Yeah. The, it's more of uh, an indication uh, okay. of change. So yep. w- the reason why I ask you the question is because... If you if you say that no, I think it would work, then I would disagree with you, and I will put forward this argument. But then, since you said the same thing or you uttered the same ideas that I have, it's basically supporting yours, and mm-hmm. that's why it, it works. And and uh, yeah, totally. And what they call isekai, such as how to not summon a demon lord, doesn't because it <laughs> it's enjoyable. I mean, I get lacks that. that. It's enjoyable. It lacks context and, and it's it's fluffy without any sort of contrast. And what they call this? Uh, <laughs> what the, it's just it has no limitations. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but. Uh, way back 1970s, uh, Superman was still flying up high. Was no, well, it, it's not Isekai, <laughs> this, this example okay. or metaphor that I'm going to use. But uh, okay. uh, essentially, Superman, when he first came out, it was, it was a similar kind of thing. Everyone was talking about Superman, Superman, Superman. So it, it's, it's a good thing. And so mm-hmm. the, the creators of it, I can't remember who first wrote it, but... or conjured the idea of superman i don't even know who made superman. i don't know because there's a lot of uh, iterations after that but essentially yeah. what they did was they they put a lot of power essentially he is um in stuck in a power fantasy world say uh this uh, I, i can't remember the name of the Uh, the main character of how to summon a de- uh, from how to not summon a demon lord essentially he's like that see that's the point right? he's that and Wait. A, a lot of people were bored at him so at first they, uh, they were so psych or they, they... Uh, this is the problem oh sorry to interrupt you but I think you're right because this is the main problem of a lot of shows right now even why uh, sorry to disappoint DC fans okay uh, as much as I love Batman and all that stuff but I think this is one of the main reasons and argument of people in the internet why DC and Superman itself won't work in the movie format <laughs> yes because of the reasons you just said because he's this he's too much he's just he's strong. too strong And, and so yeah. what happened there is they, they tried to level him up. <clears throat> I mean he's still overpowered at the moment considering that he's solar powered as well but way before he is he, he is what he is right now he basically cannot be killed mm, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and so what the, the author did was they, they level him up and he still can be killed with that's the introduction of the kryptonite and essentially he's still the same person but with the, <laughs> with the added substance of the kryptonite that gives him a bit of a, a, a limitation uh, per se mm. but 
superimposing that with with other uh, what they call this other isekai protagonist, protagonist <laughs> like I mean or such as Arifureta uh the hache hachinante sorewad naidesho which is the the eighth son kirito. or kirito is they don't have any limitation you can argue mm. that their character development is stifled now no that one is superficial um character growth now that i do agree for a lot of them <laughs> Now, I'm pretty sure that's what we can agree on. I can on. definitely agree on. And a lot of people would yeah. disagree with us that uh, Sao <laughs> is not too... Uh, hashtag... Kirito is hashtag not... <laughs> Kirito is not superficial. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but his growth, I do have to admit, is pretty superficial. Actually, most of his relationships uh, are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That one, I definitely... Yeah. In all honesty... <laughs> in all honesty, clients character development is much better than Kirito's. Um, that's the guy with the katana, Yeah, with right? the red hair. Yeah. Because he, he, Klein was basically a swindler from the beginning mm. and uh, uh, what they call this, when he met Kirito, he, he was quite, uh, he was quite esteemed. He's like thuggish. Yeah. Wasn't he, he? He was a bit thuggish and now he's yeah. helping people and helping his friends. To be honest, that's, mm. a, that's a stronger character development than the main protagonist yeah, here. Yeah, so uh, that's like hashtag justice for Klein. Klein <laughs> <laughs> <Klein> spin-off. <laughs> adventures of Klein. <laughs> the, adventure, the adventures. Sword Art Online. Klein. Uh, uh, semicolon. Sword, sword Art on Klein. So, sword, sword Art on Klein. And see, that's a good... Uh, say okay. There we go. Say <laughs> okay. That's why I think um what's it what's it called uh, Gun Gale. That's a really uh, good spin-off. Spin-off. I I like that because she's not really overpowered. No, he's she's not. Her friend she's is. Not well, the, the other one but, is. A, you mean the Yandere one as well? Uh, I think so. I mean they they all are much stronger and uh I guess um, what do you call? It? I mean they still lose or they still have trouble fighting essentially and it's it's. More lighthearted, mm. I think. You know what? I would have loved that better if Pichan was not there. Because that one is an OP. Yeah. OP gun. Because she basically does not have. See, I I am playing Destiny, and if you do that in Destiny, you'd mm. be obliterated, <laughs> no matter how skillful you are. I mean, yeah. What she does is she beelines to the enemy. Because she's small. And stuff. She beelines to it. I mean, who goes to a gunfight with uh, and just say, "Hey, I'm gonna beeline towards your line of fire, and I'm gonna evade everything." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than Kirito cutting a bullet. Oh, that's true. With a laser, or uh, 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 what do you call this? A lightsaber. A lightsaber. <laughs> oh God, damn it, man! Plasma blade or whatever it's called. Well, speaking of, and, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, just to mention and um uh, this thing, cause you going back a little bit with the death mechanic in Resume, mm. I also think that it's such an important tool to ex- because. It was being used to explore the world. Yeah, I do agree. Which is one of the main strengths, or it should be the main fo- one of the main focus of an isekai genre, because you're being transported to another world. It's another world, so please let us explore, for fuck's sake. Exactly, and I, that's 
does that doesn't happen as much nowadays because in a lot of the, these worlds there's always a demon lord there's always a freaking war between you know um humans mm, and demons. demons and stuff yeah it's always like that and i think it was somewhat being used differently because in um i mean the power the return by death and rezero because and because it gives us like insight uh you remember the episode where um his second trial was um him sh- being shown what the world is like without him no I, that's probably one of the ones that i missed that's probably seven oh, no or... that's like episode 12 oh shit 11 or 12 maybe 11 because i didn't watch 11 yeah that's his second trial and yeah some of your um things might get answered there like emilia's mental state mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. you know so it really show it also shows us what happens when a main in the world outside of the main character and that's kind of what I want to see in more isekais the world itself like you have to make the world somewhat engaging and have a good um, world building essentially which is why Speaking, sorry yeah, again that's why my second favorite is no game I was life. about to suggest that because <laughs> it's really about the world I was about to suggest that I was about to interject and say speaking of which the the ge- that's the, the new movie that's why I just went which is what the the new yeah. the new movie I think this one we do agree the, the movie of no game no life I know it doesn't have mm. Shiro and and that guy I can't even remember the name of the main character well, they, they still look the same they do they look they do look the same but <laughs> there's a Shiro there's a um what's what the fuck is this no, I can't remember <laughs> it's been a while and um what's his, what's her name Steph the yeah, Steph, Steph character and Jib- well, <laughs> is basically the same well, well Jibril is there yeah. essentially so yeah. but damn the, the world that because I already watched No Game No Life uh, the first season mm. and I just stumbled upon this movie in Netflix and by the love of god oh it's in netflix yeah it was in netflix so i was watching it hmm. and and i was taken aback by how beautiful this world was and mm. to be honest i didn't really care about the main characters at all uh, i mean the previous main well, those characters those two are op characters uh, oh yeah the yeah, previous I mean, yeah. and the, the main characters in this movie was more uh, acceptable in my perspective and mm-hmm had it started with that i would have enjoyed no game no life even better but my god this did the world i digress the world itself how it was built wow i mean i don't want to spoil it because it's something quite impactful and stupefying but yeah it, it, it's really something that you should watch <laughs> it just gives it's breathtaking it's ineffable to be to be specific yeah i could tell <laughs> and uh, what you call this the way that they linked or the way that they uh, because this there's this god that uh, basically uh, pulled them out from the real world because they were too bored i'm i'm talking about the actual the main, the main one. no the game main no life series one. and yep. what happens there is that they they were uh, what they're experiencing they were the game or something or everything is being uh, in a mechanism of games and how they came up with the, the idea of that and how the foundations of the previous efforts of at least these the these the main characters um, reincarnation per se or i guess the the proto 
stereotypical version of them. They they work so hard to establishing this world, and now that their promise to each other has been fulfilled by the the current no game no life or the the contemporary no game no life it just adds another layer of complexity and basically a really good conjecture to the idea or a really good definition on why and how did the world became to be which is something of a it's a fresh take on the uh, isekai genre genre to be honest yeah Yeah, you wouldn't even. Um, would you call it an isekai though? I would think so. It's, it's not like they got transported there. That's like the state of the being before the main characters showed up. Yeah, I believe it's still a classified as a, a, a basically a, a what they call this an isekai in some respect. Sure, it might be counted as an outlier per se, but I would still classify this that as a an isekai. Because I think um in the movie per se. Um, if you just watch it as a standalone, you wouldn't call it a no, isekai, no, would you? it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Yeah, that's what I mean. It it wouldn't classify as such. It it does to us because we watch the um, first the, the the actual. Yeah, and it's somewhat. Uh, I would call it just like a supplementary film mm. or movie mm. for the series. It it adds onto it, but as a standalone. I don't think it's um an isekai. It would, it would be more uh, it would just be a fantasy. fantasy yeah. I I definitely yeah. agree with you on that. And that's that what that's what makes it great though, doesn't it? Because in one aspect it is isekai, mm. but if you just watch it by itself, it's a totally it's, different genre. I know, I know, and that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah, and the world itself is just fantastic on that one and. My God, I I agree on you. I agree with you on all those points because it's just that great. And I mean, the world that they have there—it's perilous to be human, in all honesty. And mm. there there are different races, and the way that they evened out the odds is yeah, like humans have a fighting chance. It's 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 not just a one-sided war thing. Yeah. I mean, they struggle more, but they do. They make do it what they have, essentially, and you get to see it versus someone just saying that oh we just have to do this and you know, like expositional wise. And it works because most of, or I mean, if a person, I, I'm talking psychologically here, if you're not paying attention to different details, you're basically gonna be experiencing this inattentional blindness. And what happens mm. with them? That's why they were easily this uh, what they call this swindled by the main character in the movie. Is that they were paying attention to different things, and they were paying attention to who is more superior of a race. So I, I mean, yeah. there's a another philosophical uh, undertone there, but we're not gonna tackle that. Or we could, but maybe in, in not in, a, in not yeah. yet anyway. But essentially, what they they were trying to uh, superimpose there is that they in order for them to thrive as a race they had to swindle these god-esque uh yeah because that's what that's all you can yeah. do if you're faced against a god without being OP. Yeah. and and the way that they implemented it it's it's really good because the they only have this one i, I what do you call those race Uh, the the machine ones. Uh, is it ex machina? I think they have a specific term. Uh, 
um because i'm i'm kind of um mixing the light novel one versus the, the anime one the movie so yeah. i'm not I, well i haven't read the uh, the light novel but so i'm completely basing this from the netflix movie that i watch anyway yeah. what i'm trying to say is that uh they they have this sort of i wouldn't really call it an advantage but they they even the odds by having a point zero 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 one percent by having this character but that just gives them an edge i mean it is really really low uh, similar to gotcha rates there but <laughs> what do you call this but they still had the chance they just had to pull it off properly and yeah and in the end they actually lost and it was uh, the the gods caught wind of it and, and they decided to destroy everything because mm. uh, or destroy these which is just about what you would expect right that would yeah. happen I mean they're not completely it's, it, it's not just as easy as that they're, I mean it wasn't easy to begin with but they weren't a straw know. man which is what I liked and yeah. what happened there is that I don't know is he an actual god um I'm, I'm not, not particularly sure. sure either but essentially what happened there is that he uh, fulfilled the the rules that these two characters had in mind and and thus became the world of no game no life mm, you can argue I guess that he is yeah I do know that he is he only became a god because of the what they call this because of the <laughs> by, by the, the holy grail <laughs> <laughs> They're basically looking for the Holy Grail, right? I think so. so yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's a rehash of a, uh, a main concept from Fate Stay Night or something like that. Oh my God. Which which they are also exploring isekai genres now. <clears throat> Grand Order. <clears throat> I don't know Grand Order. I don't care to know about yeah. Grand Order. Yeah. But. I think it, does that one have Ishtar? In it? Yeah, that's the one that has Ishtar. Oh damn! Yeah. I'm still not compelled to watch Neither it. I, and because Ishtar isn't wearing her skirt. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd rather honestly, I'd rather see Rin, <laughs> like the old school Rin. She's probably like one of the early waifus. Yeah, Rin. Rin is really cute. Um, yeah, and the uh, early Tsundere waifus that aren't you know are likable soon there it's not like freaking bitches <laughs> without any character or I mean they do have a character but it's just but nothing to show They're, and like mostly flat yeah. I'm not talking about Taiga or anything <clears throat> although I prefer uh, what's her name the the blue haired girl in Toradora oh my god Ami I think it is I think, I think it, it is it's Ami. Ami yeah I prefer her and the best friend more <laughs> Yeah. Oh, as always. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, bottom line, I mean, you're right with no game, no life, and I think that's why I uh, like the season one in the first place mm. was because I I saw that part um, in the light novel, the what do you call it, the movie mm-hmm. version, like how the they expanded the world, and that when they went to the ex machina world. I mean, um, faction where they went against them. Um, yeah, that part. So I saw that part before, which made me a bit like your investment with when you watch the movie was something I had prior to watching No oh, Game Life as a series. Okay. That's why I liked it that time in a way already. Like, I mean, they didn't quite touch up on it as detail. I think 
um, they didn't have as much chapters then. I can't quite remember where it is up to mm-hmm. now, but I do remember seeing that. Oh yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, they probably should. But yeah. there's not a lot of um, content I, I on mean, it. I right would say now, if you're in Australia, quick, 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 watch it before it <laughs> it gets censored. Is it still there? Though? Oh, I, I, it's still there, but then you can't you can't buy the second volume <laughs> of No Game No Life anymore for. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't get no, me started. I get it. I get it because I don't even know how old Shiro is. Actually, I can't remember. I believe she's, she's 12. Yeah, I don't know how they got away with that though. If you, if you've seen the freaking art on the light novels, because I I do have the copies for that. Oh my God, dude. That's probably. I guess dude. that's probably why they censored it. Like my God, I swear. But then even just like the um the steam. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't cover much. It barely does anything. It barely does anything. I swear. But I do. Lo- I do like Steph though. Yeah, I mean Steph is basically the, the what they call this the, the ground of uh, the grounding character in in that because she's. <laughs> My God! Now that I think about it, so many people are gonna get offended by how um by the portrayal of Steph. How so? Because. You know how Sora treats her, and she, she literally has a dog tail and a, a dog tail. She does rather. Yeah, like they treat her like as a bitch. And, and you know, it's 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 a bit annoying considering that she's a descendant of the previous. Uh, yeah, to that extent, right? To demean her in that state, and her being somewhat okay. With yeah, it. I mean, god damn it, man! I mean, sure, she she was saved by them. And you 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 owe them for some not to that extent though not to be <clears throat> thrown away and be be objectified and come on man. Mm. yeah I don't like that about uh, no game no life and yeah that that's why I think if if you um if they release a season two and it's trying to get uh, new fans into it I think that's gonna be a controversial anime if I'm being honest mm. like, um season one I think. Um, came at the right-ish time where it's not quite as uh, strict mm. in this in regard of this. I mean, just happening right. Just now. imagine what happened when <laughs> Goblin Slayer was released. The first episode of it. Oh my god! Everyone was rambling. What the hell is what this? What was the issue that people what had the hell with that? Is this? I mean, it's the the, the rape John. Uh, it's the, not the rape idea. Was it really that, or is it just the Because on my end, the one that I keep on saying that people hated about it was that it it had no substance. Because rape scenes in anime is okay if they if there's like a proper context into it, not just because like oh we have to show something dark to happen yeah. or something. So so we have to. I put mean, this, it does have you know, context scene. in that respect though, because they th- these these guys or this party. Mm. They they went in unprepared and they got what they deserve in in terms of what. Yeah, but do they really need to show the, the rape scene? scene? I don't know because they they have. Th- yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yes, that's a really good. They point. are unprepared. Yes, but they could have just been gotten ambushed and killed in the most gruesome way. But did they really have to show that? Or maybe scene? it's one of the author's way of inciting hatred from the the, the audiences because. <laughs> 
essentially or inciting confused boners. <laughs> yeah, and they insert meme here. Very confused. <laughs> insert meme with the uh, what do you call this? The the sweating guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what do you call this? And because in that anime, they were basically just talking about goblins. Nothing mm. more, nothing less. I mean, the only uh, is as if the monster in that world, or it's only been filled with goblins. You're right, though. Where um, I think the intention of the author was to establish that aspect of the goblins, because in the manga mm. that it was based on, uh, the manga that it was based on, supposedly, the first few chapters was about um each of those characters' lives, mm. like a backstory on like their aspirations. It, it just showed them before they go they go on this journey so there's more depth into what happens to them essentially the initial like, you understand party? them yeah yeah the initial party so you get to see they all of the them in their lives <laughs> yeah i wish they showed that so that at least we get a proper context yeah because um at least we know that there's something like we get attached to this character who who we we would be like oh she, she looks nice and then oh wait no like, don't, don't don't do, do that. that instead of just yeah duh. you know like yeah <laughs> instead of just like watching like a hentai yeah. plot just randomly happening out of nowhere i think that's the the reason why we were so shocked well i wasn't shocked when i found that simply because it's mm-hmm. We've, We've seen, seen before. Yeah, it's not my first day, <laughs> is what uh, Geeker Man always say. It's not my first day in the Crucible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we've seen that pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I guess outside of mainstream media, but there are. I remember there's a rape scene as well in Psychopath, right? I believe there is. There is. I think it's. Mm. Mm, which season was that? I I, I haven't watched se- season one. I I'm sure it's season one because that's the only one that I invested in watching. I haven't watched season two and three. That's why. Uh, no, I actually watched season two, not season three. Yeah, it's so probably sure season, it's season one season because one. season two is basically mm. her and yeah, uh, the the inspector. The guy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's season one. I just can't remember which one. Mm. And they did that because it explored like the criminal tendencies mm. of people right so uh yeah i mean you can use that because technically that's a crime and like the mentality that comes with perform performing those acts and all that stuff so yeah i, I guess you can say that you can't put it there and it wouldn't have any issues yeah because it just it's justified in that perspective yeah, it's necessary it, it belongs yeah and it didn't show up in episode one did it or i don't think it was Maybe it, it no it wasn't in episode one I believe the episode one was the mall scene where she was new and uh, what they call mm. this, the, the other or this inspector, the, the one with uh, spectacles, was showing her. But for works. sure, it did not appear as an opening scene. I don't think scene. so. And then, yeah, that's, that's why you know that uh, one is just there as a hook Yes. and one is there as an actual plot device mm. being used. Mm. Yeah. Well... I think we digressed from the the, the isekai <laughs> the main topic yeah, but, at hand. but then again it's 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 quite an interesting <laughs> conversation still, still. and sure we started oh man yeah <laughs> speaking of what is it like just mixing the two genre up I mean the, the two instances how about um shield hero oh my god we we talked about it um briefly yeah, yeah we did 
<laughs> but it did have the same thing. It's an isekai, and it had the rape um or implied, implied rape, rape uh, yeah thing. So it also did, fits. I'll ask you a question. Did you honestly like Shield Hero? Not in the same way that I like the top three. I mean, the big three of the isekai for which me is at least. Which is R-E-Zero, S-A-O, and which is the other one? What, what do you mean S-A-O? <laughs> when did I... I'm, when, just trying to ho- I'm just trying to bait you. <laughs> when was this agreed on? I'm just trying to bait you. <laughs> no, it's um, R-E-Zero, um, No Game, No Life, and Konosuba. <laughs> That's the big come three. On, what the hell are you talking about? I know you want SAO in there. <laughs> anyway. Top four, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. Top four what? In no, the I didn't really like... No. <laughs> but I didn't really... I didn't hate it. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I did watch it quite... Not religiously in, in that respect. But I did yeah, binge no, no. watch it. However, I, I I was struck by this a similar kind of problem. It's because he I I know that it it's it's uh, his development is quite progressive, and it it doesn't involve too many jumps or something like that. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's so limiting. It, yeah, I think that's the problem, right, with this genre. Um, one of the problems as well because, um. Yeah, you might have a good or decent story or semi-interesting characters, but if it's only done for like 40%, mm. you have to make up with it with the power fantasy aspect of it and the harem aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, I agree. That's And that's how a lot of people semi-get lost mm-hmm. um, with, um, being, with relating on the guy in a personal level. And they become like superficial characters or vessels for us as viewers to be there. Yeah. You know, like, um, maybe someone got blamed for rape assault <laughs> or something. <laughs> like an anime viewer. <laughs> and and they, <coughs> they want revenge. Something like that. And they, yeah. And they want to see the girl get her comeuppance mm. or something like that. Did we actually see her get her come up and no, the not at all. I, what happened there was she was, um, what they called it. She was getting chummy with. Uh, I can't even remember the. Oh, that that Lance guy, yeah. right? The Lancer. Oh yeah, we actually did. Fuck, did we? We we, we didn't or see. Or is this any. in the light novel? It's probably in the light novel, but in the anime, there wasn't any, uh, uh-huh. indicating that she was even touched. In all honesty. Because what happened there is that they were drinking and she was trying to make this guy or the, the shield guy drunk. And then yeah. basically after... It's just in the yeah, room, Yeah, just right? in the room. And then she stole everything that he has and gave it to the Lance guy. That's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah, but did, he, did she get her, you know, like, did she get punished for it in the anime? Uh, you mean after everything has been conspired or yeah. unraveled? Yeah, like... Yeah, like the people find they out, did. and then she got labeled. They, they did. That happened in the anime, yeah, it right? Did. But it wasn't oh, okay. uh, what they call this. It, it was just a name change or something. But they were about to die anyway. But then now, uh, yeah. I, now I remember the fir- the the character's name. Now Fumi. Now Fumi yeah, is the main. Now, guy, now yeah. Fumi said, "No, no, don't kill them. Just give them awful names." And to yeah. me. Because I do understand that, sure, he is skeptical. 
uh, and cynical to be mm-hmm. honest as, as he's been swindled before and he's been tagged as something useless by society and everything and he hated everything to be honest and the only uh, backbone that he has for support was Reptalia and later in the story this Philo Philo? I think I, I, think I, so. I can't even remember the name yeah yeah I think it might be and yeah. they became family and so yeah that's it's true and then what mm-hmm. happened there is that they continued developing and they they receive a lot but the the development that happens is just his power yes for the most part at the very least like that um that uh surpassed his personal growth Mm. right Mm. and that i think that's the main problem with a lot of this but i mean it's not a problem per se it's not really problematic thing rather it just um it lessens the initial interest that was put up in the at the start because now it's just hooking you by oh i'm just curious what's his next power up gonna be and it, it's you know it's a bit annoying because there was a point where these these three these other heroes there was a point yeah. where they were actually working together and mm-hmm. I, I, I it's a similar problem that i had with uh what they call this with rental kanojo it's it's the same concept that they're trying to regurgitate even though it doesn't work anymore what do you mean uh, well in, in terms of uh rental because maybe i haven't seen that in rent a girlfriend is that in it's the in the manga and essentially uh, okay. even though That's why i don't know <laughs> so it, let me give you a perspective here so say mm-hmm. uh you're stuck with four people in a room and you, you don't you don't really know them and then uh, mm-hmm. There it was a goal where your life depended on it. All of your lives depended on it. Now, uh, it need you needed to be working with each other in order to surpass that or to surmount that problem or to survive even. And mm-hmm. after surviving that task, you're still stuck with the same people in the room. Would you, A, go back to how it was before you talk to these people and work with them to... Uh, what they call this uh, surmount this death of an ordeal so it's not finished yet it's gonna keep on going uh, well this is actually a question to you would you do A or would you B uh, or cap- uh, capital B you would be different you would be talking to these people because they are basically uh, you've been partner with arms with them and you've shared a life and death situation with them or C you you would still talk to them, but then you're. Eh, I don't really like you, to be honest, or something like that, because you do, you've done this and this. But you will not be in A. Honestly, I would be in C. Though. Exactly. You there would. If I would be now for me. There would be some differences there, but no, they didn't. They yeah. they, they went like, back to A. That's true, but it was more because of now for me. Exactly. It it was his choice that drove him back to A. Exactly. Because you don't have to like them and all that. I mean, there was a point where he, he did get right. He did work with them because he had no choice and he just has to. And if they built up on that, then it would have been a bit better, I would think. I mean, he doesn't have to go back to exactly being as before and maybe it maybe he didn't in the light novels. I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. I'm basing I'm not it on the anime. In that. Yeah. 
But in the anime, uh, even in the became, manga, I'm basing it from that. Yeah, it, it just became superficial in that way. I think I agree with you, and it's uh, as I mentioned with you. This is one of the I, I superimpose Rental Kanojo there because it's the same pattern. They return to A. They use the same comment or the same kind of idea just to lengthen or. or I don't know. I, I I don't know what kind of writing technique that is. I mean, I'm not definitely I'm not a triple A writer, but I've wrote a couple of stories of my own, and I don't know what kind of technique is that. And if it, that is a technique, I haven't seen that with Stephen King or any one of the. What did they do? It's it's what you call the regurgitation of an idea. So what happens is it, it, it's a similar kind of thing you, you go back to a or you you go back to c it's as if nothing happened uh-huh. so it, it, uh, that that kind of writing is what um they usually i think i've seen this before but uh it's it's usually saved for tv yeah like um sitcoms yes. you know how nothing is res- resolved after like just the initial one and it just they loop back mm. essentially like It's reset their relationship and all this stuff. Like, maybe in South Park, like early seasons or something, <laughs> like those comedy shows, the progress is very small yeah. and very minuscule. Yeah. yeah, it's it's obviously so that they can prolong the seasons, right? Yeah, and um have have the projection or illusion of them having a lot of uh, content but not really but do, do you know what the the approach of the author uh, is nowadays for um what he got isekai into another world <laughs> what i know it's an isekai within an isekai just to freshen okay. just to freshen it up <laughs> no that's <sighs> Yeah, I, 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 that's why I don't really particularly like the Shield Hero, and yeah, sure, a lot of mm. people will hate me for that as well. But then it's my opinion. I mean, I, I enjoy watching it. Uh, versus other, wait, what was the other Isekai back then? I can't actually remember, but um, to be honest, I enjoyed more of the uh, the Shield Girl before, yeah. Because it didn't try to take itself seriously. No, and 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 sure enough, she is overpowered, right? She is. <laughs> yeah. However, it's fun. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Play to your strengths. It's the fun. The premise of your, like, if you're gonna go into that world, um, and there's something unique in that world for you that happens, or your premise or something, then utilize that premise. That like, you know, like zero is. Um, uh, return by death. Then do stuff that you can only do with, dying, with that yeah. core mechanic yes. that other shows cannot. But in this one, like what? Like the shield suddenly has random powers. Like to the attack. only thing missing is the shield can randomly turn a, turn to a sword. <laughs> I know. Essentially, <laughs> like, it could. What? I know. Like. Like a shield that, that um, a, what do you call this? You need that, like a bayonet that, kind that of thing. spits fire as yeah. well, right? So um, that's essentially casting magic. Then how does it differentiate from some magic caster or something, yeah, right? I really don't. Like what the hell? And that's the point of it. He's a shield hero. Why can't he do shield things? I mean, he can do shield things, but it, it's only quite restrictive I mean, <laughs> to his preferences. 
Yeah, and that's the problem, right? Because nowadays, you just change a very tiny detail in the isekai genre and base your whole isekai journey through that. You, like that milf the, the, thingy. The, the two-handed... Per, <laughs> what do you call this? Yeah. Two-hit combo the mother? Mom. Yeah, they just change an aspect of it. So, it, it can only carry you so far. Like, probably a few books, and then you have to drag it all out and pull some stuff out of your ass just to make some points or some story plots happen. And this is... And that makes it a bit, you know... This is actually one of the the ideas that was explored by the dissertation where he argued that we really need a refresh in terms of the the genre itself because what happens is we're turning into the idea of expediency where... Uh, majority of the I mean who who doesn't want to be famous right and uh, the only mm. and since it's quite common to see isekai and it's really easy to appeal to different people then a lot of the artist follows or uses or jumps into the bang- bandwagon of uh, isekai without even trying the what they call this without even trying different things or without even exploring or taking risk because it's yeah something original because and it's about time right that we mix it up I a know bit. I mean because even in the first four years of isekai we already needed a change yes I, I definitely what more now agree. and it's 2020 and I mean it's not to say that I'm not watching isekai I'm, I mean I'm still watching isekai for a bit I mean I, I give it always the three second uh, the three episode rule where the first first one is to just gauge everything. The second one is to see if it's just a coincidence <laughs> that they used it. <laughs> and the third one, if they still they still, you know, it's still present in that era after that episode, I just pull it down the drain or just yeah. leave it there. Uh, and except for like some um isekai animes where you know it's mm. gonna be stupid and you're just there for the ride and, and that, that's why Vafuri was really entertaining yeah and those animes where it starts off as one genre and sticks to that yeah. genre I mean well sub-genre of whether it's a comedy isekai or a serious isekai or a horror one then yeah but if it keeps on jumping to like random weird sub genres mm. inside the isekai mm. thing then it, it tends to lose me it's the same here it's just annoying sometimes it's annoying and you'd be come on guys you have to be a bit creative here i mean i'm not saying this to be uh what they call this it, it's i'm not saying here to this on the uh, on the people or the artists that are trying to do the same thing what, what we're trying to say here is that yes you can do that but then I think it's about time for a different kind of because Kadokawa in 25th, 2019 or 2018 they actually banned isekai. Oh, did they, they did because it's it's there's quite a preponderance of uh, isekai uh, isekai stuff out there and they they needed a change of pace. And so I think mm. they only, they just open I mean it's just Kadokawa who You mean they they banned uh, new isekai? Yes. But like the ones that are already there, I it's think fine. It's, it's fine. It's something. Oh, okay. uh, so if it's a new one, they would the editors would suggest uh, maybe try something else. Maybe so. Maybe make maybe just make the world there. Yeah, because that's what I don't get, right? 
if it works i mean if your world and the plot works without the main guy being transported why do you have to make him be transported in the first place that's true like what what would be the difference that's true with them just being born there and being an op character already if you want them to be op Well, I guess it's. So I, I don't get it. Yeah, right? that's that's an excellent point because I haven't thought of it that way. Because my idea was it's for an exposition perspective. Because, but they don't do that. <laughs> that was my problem. That was what I. That's what I just told yeah, you. The, that the we don't is... see what happened when they leave or the explanation of the world they go into. Yeah, it's been focused on <laughs> their quote unquote development. Yeah, or the, how little of a development they had. So that's one of the problems, I think. Unless, of course, your enemies like Bofuri, were actually wait. Mm. I don't think Bofuri really classifies an in, as an isekai because they are just playing a game. Well, in in some respects, they do have lives outside of similar it. Similar to Sao. Yeah, and that was your quest. Your my hesitation um, earlier. <laughs> Yeah, on saying that it's a questionable yeah. decision to put Sao as a in a isekai category, so that kind of applies as well for Bofuri, mm, doesn't it? It does completely. Yeah, so even then, right? yeah, it's a bit difficult. Yeah, uh, not that there hasn't been any people trying different things, because um, there's this anime. The concept was nice, but I haven't. I wasn't able to stick to it yet. Yeah. Because there wasn't really a lot of episodes back then when I found it, and then it kind of just drifted off. What what is it? F- with other animes, uh, recreators. Re- I haven't actually. I mean, I've seen that in Crunchyroll, but I mean, I've seen the uh, yeah the, the 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 image, but I haven't actually watched it. Yeah, apparently it's like about like game characters or something, and they get pulled into the real world, huh. like the opposite. So that's like that. Is that premise sounds interesting to me, actually? So that's, that's recreators. A that's a literal flip. Yeah. Okay. That's a literal flip of the genre, right? Like they get pulled into our world. So, I am. I might actually. But that's get a similar kind of uh, implementation for drifters, except oh, really? except the the drifter except the drifter characters are basically heroes from it's it's another take on the fate kind of this is genre, so, yeah, genre. this sounds like fate <laughs> it, but the way that they implemented the drifters is that it's because they're having a war not not mm. the holy grail war oh no but it's an actual war where there are different countries fighting and the each of each of them are summoning these heroes so if you're playing dota or something that sounds so familiar i mean in that's happened a lot I, yeah <laughs> but the difference between the the drifters uh, and the other that's why i kind of like drifters as well uh, i mean i would scale it a bit higher in in, in my spectrum but mm-hmm. the way that they do it in drifters is that they they did summon these heroes as i mentioned but it ends there They they're just using these heroes as a means to an end. It's just uh, it's their advantage. That's it. That's not the main part no. of the story. Like they're just pawns. Exactly. And 
and they're playing on and they're playing with their strengths because the the main idea here is that the war is still there and i'm just summoning this one so that i can have a bit of an advantage and the others have the same kind of idea so they each and every are there five stars <laughs> essentially so <laughs> so if you got a, if you got a good pull <laughs> Maybe they have to pay for to, to get more heroes. If you, if you get the pull, if you get the five star pull, uh, uh, <coughs> yo, then you, yeah, what are the chances? Even though you got a point zero six, <laughs> they they have a lead on oh the war. God. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's it's fun because it's also bloody, and it 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 doesn't disappoint in terms of brutality of how. I mean, these are killers from their own era, so you would expect them to be gruesome. And uh, it does kind of seem like fate, but less fantasized. Less fantasized indeed. Version of the um, heroes. And and fate is it's been a cash cow of. <laughs> it's I been a cash know. cow for. I mean, especially fate go. Pretty sad about that because I I loved fate. I used to love it too. I mean, especially because you guys are the one who introduced it to me. And, I know. Uh, I even played the, the the light novel game. Fuck, man! The the twist on that the first time I saw it, like holy shit, mind blown! Like what the fuck? Like she's King Arthur. She's a guy. She's a guy. <laughs> oh my god! It wasn't even the time that it was weird. It was just that um leap of faith. And, and, and remember and that I have to take. Remember yeah. we were speculating. No, Archer is uh, Archer is Shiro. He should be. Yeah, especially like you know, like the connections. Like, wait, he, he has the same source. Like, how how is this? You know, um, like unlimited blade works. Kind how of can thing. he pull that off? That was so cool back then, man. But now, it's so now it's just <laughs> as I mentioned with the they're they're going with the. I mean, I'm not so big into this, and I don't know if Gigok is gonna listen to this in the future. I mean, I, that would be a good goal. But <laughs> he will probably hate me for this <laughs> because they're trying to go for the the Fate Grand Order anime. They're trying to go for mm-hmm. kind of isekai because essentially they each and every each and every worlds that was explored before. So the the Shiro, uh, it's basically a world that they tackled before, and they they have the superordinate. Uh, what they called? What's the name of the their company? Essentially, that which is uh, type mode. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically something like that. But yeah, I can't remember. Caldea. There we go. Caldea. So Caldea is exploring okay. different worlds so that they can gather seven or different grails. Mm-hmm. So it's a grailception. Just to milk it oh further. It's like a Dragon Ball Z thing now. In a sense, yes. And sometimes it's a bit frustrating, but. Again, imagine, imagine Dragon Ball where um, there's already like uh, the original fate with just one Holy Grail is just the main Dragon Ball timeline mm. where they get Dragon Balls in in Earth, <laughs> and, and then the next one they go to Namek <laughs> because there's no. More. And surprise, surprise! We got three wishes for you, not just one. <laughs> And there's that really buff dragon. Uh, yeah, he's also buff. Yeah, he's buff there for some reason. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know why it's still called a dragon ball. Is there still a relevant? Like, I don't know. Point for the dragon ball. I don't now? think. Th- I think. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't watch the Dragon Ball Super to be honest, but 
Mm. But did the actual Dragon Ball um, appear? I don't know because the, essentially they're talking to gods anyway. Yeah. And they they were see, essentially what the plot is or the premise is for that anime is that uh, whoever wins the tournament, yes, your world will be saved. The rest will be obliterated. Yeah. And then why can't they just gather the Dragon Ball while Goku buys time to fight? And I'm pissing off a lot of Dragon Ball fans right here, right now. Or you get cancelled. <laughs> I don't know. I Because don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I really don't know. Yeah, that's weird, right? Like, probably now, um, there there are probably people where they don't even know that aspect of the Dragon Ball anymore. I I, I believe so. It's it's similar to that uh, pitch meeting that <laughs> they were talking about the other day about Mulan. Where essentially what happens were when they were recruiting for something, and this guy from the pitch meeting is, oh, so we have an idea where um, what they call this the, the 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 army was recruiting all of the guy or just one <laughs> man in in each family, and so uh, and then they, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, and then the guy would say oh yeah, so and then so the the father would go and then he would say no Mulan goes in, and then. Uh, right after a, a, a few seconds uh, in that pitch meeting, they would say that yeah, so Mulan has to perform really well, otherwise he would be thrown out or be sent back home. And then the guy would say, well, wouldn't wouldn't the problem would have have not arise if the father just went in there and he got rejected and got sent home? And and, and the guy was huh, just silent. Huh, good point. <laughs> But they just ignore. And this is what I've experienced when you said, "Is there still a Dragon Ball concept in there?" Huh. Good point. <laughs> I don't even. I don't really know whether it appears again or what not. But neither yeah. do I. Yeah, but uh, I think we discussed a couple of things uh, in this episode, and I'm pleasantly surprised by how much or how deep we explained the oh isekai God. topic. To be honest. You're, yeah, and that's just scratching the surface. Yeah, we gotta, cause any one of this of these animes, we can pretty much dive deeper into it and compare them one mm-hmm. by one. Absolutely. Not we didn't even mention Overlord. Yeah, that's one of the good ones honest, as well. Which is also one of my, I can't make top three anymore, but top five, <laughs> my top five. Fine. <laughs> And, and and we haven't even completely discussed Konosuba, which is one of the best ones out there. I mean, exactly. it is a it is a trope, but it plays with it because it's its strength. It plays into it, I, and I think that's probably one of the um, inspirations for Bofu. Yeah, I think so. How lighthearted it is, and uh, just just in case, uh, I mean, anyone could have made the reference, but essentially. Uh, the the sweatpants or the uh, the workout clothes of <laughs> Kasuma is derived directly from from Subaru. <laughs> I know, and that's so funny. It yeah. Fuck oh, wait, there was an anime that I think it was just this season, and I talked to you about it. It also has like a darkness character, an aqua character, and a Megumin character in it. That? But I can't quite remember what it was. If you remember what it is or see it, let me know because I really can't remember what it was. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll definitely discuss that maybe next episode and see if we can remember. Yeah, there's still um a last call episode mm. one of these days, mm. so 
Yeah, we'll dive back into it. And that. I guess... And hopefully, Jer would be joining us by that yeah, time. Yeah, hopefully they don't have some technicality issues in the Philippines by that time. But yeah. Yeah. I think... It's, this is why we need a studio. Yeah, if only, right? <laughs> to meet up. If only. <laughs> if only. But, um, this has been um, Otaku Happy Hour. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you guys again next week. Bye for now. Ciao,